Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, welcome to Wednesday. Gosh, I'm... <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had Benadryl earlier today, and because of that, my brain is tired. <laughs> oh, man. Benadryl ruins me. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, not cool, but that's all right. Because I got an iron infusion, so yay. Yeah. That's gonna hopefully I will be a little better color on this show pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, just feel better in general. We're holding space. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody. Of course, it is Wednesday night case updates. And if you're listening to an archive or a replay or a podcast later on, we want to also welcome you. <sighs> well, other than you know, getting an iron transfusion. How was your day? How's it going? Good, good. Really good. Just lots of true crime all the time. We've had a very busy true crime day. We have. Lots of stuff going on. And I finished watching. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Have you seen the uh, the the Twin Flame Universe documentary? No. I'm gonna, it's a cult. And I'm going to be covering it this month for my Patreon episode. And I just finished watching it today. Holy guacamole you guys (laughs) it is so crazy holy holy shit i i mean i don't know i i it's hard to even know what to say wow oh (laughs) emily said i knew you were gonna say the twin flame shit it is so horrific (laughs) and i won't give away too much because i'm gonna do an episode on them for patreon because you know me and cults i love to talk about cults but she loves cults. She loves cults. I've never by seen her a cult. Religion of birth. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you can see why. But no, it was so weird. But I've never seen a cult that did so many different iterations of itself and managed to keep people in as long as they did, changing everything. It was so weird. Oh, Irene saw it. Yeah, Christy saw it. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it's holy wild. something, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Holy, yeah. Wow. So, um, so anyway, oh, I, that's part of what I did was finish watching that so that I can do um, an episode on it because, oh my God. Oh, Joelle, I'm completely obsessed with that cult, which seems appropriate giving their teachings. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does, Joelle. It is on. Um, it is on Netflix. So check it out. Hang on to your butts. Oh my God, so crazy, terrifying, and just so destructive to people. Oh, so I'm Looks gonna like I have some learning to do. More. You do. I'm gonna go a little <laughs> more in depth on it and do a little more research and stuff so that I can really talk to you all about it um, on my on Patreon this month. So check that out. But that's what else I've been doing today. Well, okay. Hello, Jean. Uh, well, I, uh, oh, <laughs> I completed and I'm currently uh, in the kiln is my first fused glass project. So, oh, yes. so right. excited. It just takes, it takes a lot of planning and thinking and ooh, you just, you, it, this is not a fly by night operation, which is how I typically create. And so it's taken a lot more discipline and, you know, I, not that guy, but, <laughs> but I have, uh, yeah. So I have some Christmas tree ornaments in the kiln right now. So I just checked the kiln before I came down here and it was at, um, about 1275 degrees and it needs to hit 1375 and hold there for a few minutes and then it'll start eking its way down. So wow. I won't be able to open the kiln until tomorrow. Once it's done, you still have to manage yourself and not open the kiln for any damn reason. Uh, sure. You know, partly so you don't hurt yourself and partly so that uh, your glass doesn't get cold and crack because that would suck. Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be flying out of that bed. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. What, uh, how I did. <laughs> Fingers and toes crossed. <laughs> I didn't just completely screw this up. No, Irene, I got it from someone else. I haven't really told you guys about this, but we, Scott, I found an amazing deal on a glass kiln and an incredible amount of glass. I had to rent a little U-Haul trailer to get it all home. And we drove seven hours into Montana to get it a few weeks ago and home on the slickest of roads. It was something. It was a trek. But no, yeah. finally home and set up. And my uh, craft room is mostly reorganized to accommodate all the glass and wow it's something and she didn't just do fused glass she did stained glass and so there's all of the materials are there for stained as well so i just i'm super excited i think i'm gonna go take a class there's no one teaching fused glass here uh, that's all just internet learning for me but there mm -hmm. is a lady that teaches stained glass so i thought i might just go take a little class from her just to i have so many tools and equipment and stuff that i don't have a clue what they do so anyway that's super cool but yeah but I cannot wait to open the kiln tomorrow and, you know, see if I yeah. totally fudged up or if I did something cool. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, two things I wanted to get uh, to, to say in the very beginning. Uh, first of all, it is the uh, live stream party, party tonight. The watch party. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are watching. And that'll be right after this show at 8.15. So we are watching... Uh, the Confession Tapes, Season 2, Episode 2, Joyride. That's on Netflix. 
And so, of course, the way the watch party works is there's a stream set up through YouTube. If you subscribe over on YouTube, if you're a member, then you've probably already seen that uh, come up. And we'll go live. This is what you will see on the screen. You won't see us because we're going to be watching Netflix. And so will you on your own device. Obviously, we can't stream Netflix because, um, you know, illegal and all. But... <laughs> But we'll yeah. all be in the chat room chatting about it. And this is quite the episode. The Confession Tapes was a series that they only got two uh, seasons, but they were pretty cool. And what it was is they were examining all these different uh, kinds of confessions, types of confessions, and confessions that were or weren't legal. And it's pretty interesting. Actually, it's like super interesting. And this one in particular... Mm -hmm. Man, it just does not go, it, it goes everywhere. It doesn't go the way you think it's going to at all. It's pretty interesting. So anyway, that's what we're watching. Uh, the other thing I wanted to address is if you watched our episode this morning, we discussed that we have a missing person in our family currently. And uh, some of you have asked if what uh, the 411 is. There isn't one. There's been no notice today at all. Uh, mm. We do have, there's a great number of family out searching today. We didn't go search today, though. I think Scott and I are going to join the search tomorrow. Um, the search is about three and a half hours away from us. And so it's a big endeavor for us to go, but we're trying mm. to support as much as we can. But on that note, this is our cousin, Paul Illum. Uh, Paul is missing in somewhere between Idaho and Utah. It looks like at this point uh, he's somewhere in the uh, like the Bear Lake area. Yeah. And so some things to know. He's 6'2 with a buzzed haircut. He was last heard from on Wednesday. That is last Wednesday. It's been a week. Uh, his phone yes. pinged at 2.45 p.m. last Wednesday. Uh, and that's the last they know. He's in a 2018 white Honda. So uh, he is suffering from a TBI and he's uh, in a really bad place. And so it's extremely concerning. There's a lot of worry there. And yeah, sure. we just, uh, Paul's married to our cousin and they've been married for, well, he's been a member of our family for a good 30 years. Yeah. Very, very cool guy. And so that's how that's that's what's going on there. In case any of you are wondering, I know some of you have reached out. Um, and what do we know? Any updates today? Nothing at all. Nothing there has literally not been an update in nearly a week. The only update no. was last night. The police finally saying that on his theft control, they'd narrow down a little bit closer to where he would be. But the last or, or where his car would be. Yeah. But that's yeah. a really vast wildernessy area, and there's no oh, cell is. phone service at all out there. And no, so he's the last time his phone pinged was in the Montpelier Canyon, on Montpelier Canyon Road. There's a reservoir out there. There is vast wilderness out there. Yeah, we don't know. We just don't know. We're helping and supporting as much as we can, and so. But that's what we know so far today. But you know, if you live in the Idaho, Utah, Wyoming area. Keep an eye out for that white Honda. Yep. Yep. Because you know, and we know, someone has seen something. They just might not have known that they saw something. Right. Exactly. So that's what's going on there. 
so let's move on. We do have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, Ruby Frankie was in court today, though maybe not for what you think. I know, this is so weird. I know. I mostly liked it just because we got to see a mugshot of her. I know. She looks minute since terrible. Saw, it's not a mugshot, but since we saw her in court. So mm -hmm. here's Miss Ruby, doesn't she? She looks oh, bad. Ruby, She's starting Ruby, to Ruby. resemble Lori Vallow. She really is. All that grown out stuff. All those roots. Yep. Yeah. So Ruby was in court today because she uh, apparently got a speeding ticket uh, just a few days before she was arrested that needed to be resolved. And the decision was to just drop it because they've got much bigger fish to fry with Ruby than just a speeding ticket. She's not going to be driving a car anytime soon, Ruby. So... No, she is not. So it was dropped, but I just wanted to mention it because we haven't seen Ruby in court in quite some time. No, they still do not have court dates scheduled even for arraignment mm -hmm. for Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrand. Yep. It is taking forever. Utah is going as slow as you can possibly imagine. I'm checking constantly for updates in that case, and there's just nothing mm -hmm. other than a bunch of... Um, family court stuff in relation to custody of her children, which that stuff is sealed and of course should be. Mm -hmm. But it's it's frustrating that these guys haven't even seen an arraignment judge yet. Like that's just taking forever. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So there you go. There's your little peek at Ruby. Only mm -hmm. she's also a speed demon bitch too. So well, she looks like crap and that's what she deserves. <laughs> She looks like crap because she is crap. I mean, yes, okay. there you go. That's exactly <laughs> it. Very mature. I know. Very mature. Uh, Christy, talk to us about uh, Rex Huberman. Yeah. So, okay. This is weird. Kind of creeping me out a little bit. But his wife, Asa, has uh, been hanging around, going to court with him and visiting him and stuff. And um, there was a hearing today that she actually attended. And it's it's odd, but if you recall, um, a while back there were, there were some things released that weren't supposed to be released by an attorney and there were some statements by some different people. And one of them was a statement from a woman who indicated that she had been involved with with a group of swingers uh -huh. with the Hewermans, and that at least at that point that uh, Asa had been involved, uh -huh. was was involved in the swinging. And, and one of the women that actually went missing that they think he killed was actually dropped off at their house and left there by these people, by this woman who left, the, you know, who gave this testimony. So very strange. Um, it wasn't an important court date today. It's just odd. She's visited him. She's now attended court, which nobody really expected that she would. Now, the last that we had heard prior to this is that um, she had filed for divorce. Like she right. was ditching him. Mm -hmm. And now visiting him not so fast right yeah going to his court it's odd people are mm -hmm. you know everybody i think is a little shaken up by it but Especially there are because there were people in the beginning that were like she had to have known there's no way in hell she didn't know there was something way up with this guy you right. know and then for everyone that was like 
don't attack the victim's family or the the perp's families. That doesn't mean right. anything. She doesn't. She you know we have no evidence that she knew anything, and we still don't. But it is no because I mean the swinging the thing now. is not illegal, and it was a long, long time ago. It doesn't mean that she was involved in any of the murders necessarily, but it is a strange thing. Like if you mm -hmm. just discovered that your husband was a, um, you know, heinous serial killer that's been being searched for, for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, would you want to have any contact with him? I don't know. And, you know, and then, then there's the, okay, she's grieving. She's trying to understand. Maybe that's why, except that he can't really talk to her. No. um about anything of meaning while she's there because it's all being listened to yeah um yeah and john said maybe she has questions for him to answer she probably does but i can't imagine that you'd be willing to answer anything at this point risking i don't know and then she went to court when he had a court date it's odd there's yeah. it, it's just frankly odd and i think that it makes everybody feel a little uh unstable about it because it's not like there have not been serial killers, men like this, whose wives weren't in, in some way culpable or some way new. That, that has most definitely happened many times. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of creating some questions, mm -hmm. certainly creating some questions for me. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, weird, weird, creepy. It is weird. I don't know. Well, speaking of weird and creepy, <laughs> let's talk for just a minute about Sean Reyes. Right. Sean Reyes, of course, is the Utah Attorney General who uh, is BFFs with everybody's most favorite uh, or least favorite child trafficker, uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim Ballard. Yeah. I know. That's awful, but it, it, it is. It is. It's awful. Yeah, they're best buds, man. There's pictures all pals. over the internet of them like hugging and hanging out together and, you know, Traveling like romance. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So some of the lawmakers in Utah are like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, one yeah. thing that they've uncovered is that Reyes was doing official business sometimes from Tim Ballard's home. Yeah. Which makes no sense. They've also discovered that, you know, Reyes was emailing Tim Ballard about sensitive topics from a private email rather than from his uh AG one, uh, which is also mm -hmm. sus. So for that, and, and doing business from Tim Ballard's home, like mm -hmm. sharing sensitive legal information, like what? It's possible. Yeah. So there is a statement that has come out. So dozens of state lawmakers have now asked for an audit of him and his office because of all of this, mm -hmm. which I don't think should be surprising considering he's also been accused of witness tampering and intimidation. So here's what the uh, request says. We have been concerned about the governance and oversight of the AG's office well before any allegations came to light, raising suspicion into the relationship of the Attorney General with Tim Ballard, Operation Underground Railroad, and the production of the Sound of Freedom movie. Given the important role that the Attorney General plays in upholding the Constitution of the United States and the state of Utah, enforcing the law, and protecting the interests of the state of Utah and its people, environment, and resources, we believe that a legislative audit is warranted. Very interesting. Well, back earlier this year when the, um, the Davis County uh, prosecutor was 
investigating um, Operation Underground Railroad. They kept trying to keep Reyes out of it because they knew he was best buds with Tim Ballard. He mm-hmm. would not stay out of it. And then mm-hmm. suddenly that investigation just disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's all really sus. It is. So they're asking for four different things. They want information about the governance of the AG's office and to determine the sufficiency and adequacy of how legal and administrative decisions are presented. They want to understand the travel policies and practices of the Attorney General's office and determine if travel is appropriate and documented in accordance with policies and rules, Uh, partly because uh, Reyes has traveled all over the world promoting different Utahns that he's pals with, and they want to know why. Yeah. What does that have to do with being the Attorney General? Mm -hmm. The culture of the Attorney General's office and whether staff and those directly served by the AG's office believe that the office is run efficiently and effectively. And they want to know the extent to which any relationship the AG has with Ballard, OUR, or the Sound of Freedom involved utilization of state resources. How much it involved engagement with the attorney general with outside prosecutors or impaired the impartial judgment of prosecutorial discretion of the attorney general. Uh, Reyes, you're screwed. Uh, Reyes is screwed. I think Reyes has been screwed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's just, you know, he's just bleeding now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Deanna, correct. Deanna said Reyes is like, Tim Ballard who? Right? Right. Yeah. But well, all the, the evidence of their relationship is everywhere. There's no denying it. And in another very weird turn of events, well, not yes. totally weird because he was 95, but uh, the Mormon apostle that Tim Ballard was close to, uh, that, you know, there have been a lot of claims about their his involvement and the Mormon church's involvement. M. Russell Ballard passed away earlier this week. Yeah. And and he's the guy that is accused of um, giving tithing records to Tim Ballard of very wealthy Mormons to know who to fundraise with for yeah. OUR. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, again, he was 95 and in the hospital very recently. So not a huge surprise that he, he was, but, but it's wild that it's all going on all at the same time. It's rather convenient for the Mormon church because this was getting pretty embarrassing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it is, like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, also, uh, everyone's uh, least favorite escape artist, Caitlin Armstrong, is uh, mm. the defense rested this afternoon. Yes. In fact, Colin was the last person on the stand and was escorted out of the courtroom and to his vehicle by four deputies. You know, to keep him from beating up on the press some more. Because he just can't right? quit getting in tangles with the press. Last week he stomped on the foot of a uh, photographer so hard that he's caught a charge for it. Yeah. He's acted like a complete asshole at court. He so is. anyway, they moved him right along and got him to his car before he decided to start throwing fisticuffs again. But I anyway, thought that was pretty funny. They were right? like, yeah, we've had enough of your dumbass. We're getting you mm-hmm. the hell out of here. Mm-hmm good thing i kind of wish they would have put like a i don't know like that spit thing over his face like they did to uh <laughs> like like uh fast web had to wear one who else yeah several, several um, people have had to wear them 
Yeah. Oh, shabusiness. Yeah. Shabusiness. Yes. Mm-hmm. She had to wear the, the way, her pants. Can we just talk about Bass Web just for a moment? There, I, I don't have an update. <laughs> what I have is we get the weirdest comments on that episode. And that show is at least a year old, probably more. Oh, more. We get a all good kinds two years of weird old. shit on there. Someone <laughs> said, <laughs> I did two years with Bass Web. He is not a monster. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Would you? I, I think my response was, I don't think that's the flex you think it is. I don't know. <laughs> There's always just this weird stuff. And that episode is constantly on YouTube is attracting some uh-huh. best comment that you're like, you're standing well, up for Bass Web? trending for us on YouTube. And I have no I idea why. I don't think very many people have co- covered him. I've you know, and we not. titled it Bass Web is a Monster because he is. And that um, pisses people off. Oh. I don't know why. Well, we had that one crazy girl that said she was a, a his <laughs> fiance that harassed the hell out of us for about six months, and then yeah. she totally vanished. We think she probably went to jail, but uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. So uh, yeah, agreed. But yeah, don't come and tell us you did time with Bass, so you know he's not a monster. Uh, Bass Webb yeah. cut his ex-girlfriend's head off and left her body and head on the couch next to her sleeping child for the police to find. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He is a monster. monster. He yeah. is total trash. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, I had forgot. I thank you, Jean, for saying that because I had forgotten that. That's the other thing about Asa Hewerman that is weird is that several of the bodies... In, in the forensic evidence, her hair yeah. was down on the body. And, you know, they've talked about that that was just like cross-contamination transfer kind of thing because that's his wife. But um... <laughs> Amber. <laughs> anyway, so that's the other weird thing about Asa Huberman. Maybe she's more involved than we know, you guys. How creepy would that be? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Amber says... Um, I'm actually married to him, and he's a pretty good guy, so. <laughs> no, you're oh, not, Amber. but Amber. Listen, Amber, if you a are, real crazy gonna girl that's going to fight you for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came after us on YouTube for a while, Facebook, TikTok. Well, and several people have, and I just, it's very confusing to me, of the horrible things that he's done. And what we were talking about was his behavior in the court when he was spitting at the judge and, you know, just being a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why, but we we get a lot of shit for that. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Every time we get another Bass Web comment, I just die laughing. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why, though? But anyway. Okay, fine. So back to Caitlin for just a half a second. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, the, the defense rested. Uh, opening or closing statements tomorrow. And the judge told the jury to prepare to go into deliberations tomorrow. So I guess now we're just all taking bets on how long will the jury be out? I mean, is 15 minutes too short? 
I'm on two-ish hours. No. Yes. Probably. It takes, yeah. I know, they have a lot of procedural stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, a, I'm on about two hours. Yeah. Yep. I think you're right. For sure. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, well, let's talk about Daybell. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things coming up. You know, we've had this these questions and we kind of thought this was resolved at one point, but maybe not now. Our, the, the question is, since Lori Vallow has been convicted and they're no longer a joined case, are Chad and Lori allowed to have contact? Well, the question is, we don't know because there is no court order that says that they can't. Le leading up to Lori's trial, they had gotten, um, they had one visit that the sheriff allowed, one phone visit that the sheriff allowed, and then that was quickly disallowed because the sheriff did not have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. So then there was the request right before Lori's trial for them to meet and have some mediation. And if y'all remember, uh, John Pryor nearly had a, an aneurysm over that. So they did not have any contact. But now there is a legitimate question. Are they speaking? Are they allowed to speak? And what we found is that there is no court order stopping them from speaking. Uh -huh. So are they having communication? We don't know. So the prosecutor has actually filed a motion with the court to determine, are they allowed to have contact? And if they can, are they having contact? Uh -huh. So we don't have an answer on that yet, but I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, they're still co-conspirators and he's well, and not, also, and he's not been convicted. So. Right. They shouldn't be. I would think it also brings up a really interesting question. Is the defense going to try and call Lori as a witness? Right. That's the other thing. Is the defense going to call Lori as a witness? Is the prosecution going to call Lori as a witness? We don't know. So, yes, Jean, that is what we're talking about. Are they allowed to be talking? Yeah. And uh, nobody knows the answer, which I think is kind of terrifying. So mm -hmm. we will see a response on that mm -hmm. at some point, I think, from Judge Boyce mm -hmm. about what the hell is actually going on there. Mm -hmm. it, it seems as though maybe Chad wants Lori to grab him by the storm and drag him right into the courtroom. We don't know. Oh, no one wants that ever, ever, ever. The other thing is, is that there's a hearing coming up on November 29th. There's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, you know, all the death penalty stuff, cameras in the courtroom for the trial. And East Idaho News made application to the court to be able to live stream that hearing. Mm -hmm. And the court denied it and said that they will be live streaming it themselves. Which they will? That hasn't right. happened before. What the hell? But that's what the application or that's that's what the court's response um, that East Idaho News got back is that their request to live stream was denied, uh -huh. saying the court will live stream themselves using their own equipment. Uh -huh. Well, they've done so, it before, like through YouTube. So I'm assuming that's what they're doing again. Well, yeah, but usually that's Skype. Those are usually or Zoom. I mean, meetings, Zoom meetings. This is an in-person hearing. <gasps> Right, right. I know that is a little so weird. It's odd, but it does make me wonder, are they going to live stream the trial so they can control the camera? I hope so. I really hope they live stream Chad's trial. 
I, I do too. But yeah. No, spousal privilege does not apply in Chad and Lorraine anyway. In Idaho, no. Um, they weren't even married when these crimes were committed, actually. And even if they were uh, crimes against children and felonies in which they are conspirators, co-conspirators, spousal privilege is out the window. So they don't have any spousal privilege at all. No. <laughs> Julie Bean said, portal, hello. Of course right. they're communicating. True. Lori says, Lori going to be on the stand talking <laughs> nonsense and Jesus. I know. Like, do we really have to listen to that again? I'd like to. Jesus I'd like knows to. me. And there were no murders here. Oh God. I don't want to listen to that little mm -hmm. it, it's 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 called the primary voice. If you're yes, a is. Mormon, you know. Mm -hmm. Moms it's, who talk it's the Ruby Frankie things. voice. Yes, it is the Ruby Frankie voice. Mm -hmm. But this is a thing that Mormon women are actually trained to do. Well, yeah, speak and softly and sweetly and softly yeah. and sweetly, and it's very high pitched and la 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 and it's and it's very juvenile. Mm -hmm. Uh Lori does it. Ugh, gross. Mm -hmm. Um are we going to, well, we've been planning to go to the hearing, mm -hmm. but now it might be live stream. I don't know. We'll, we got to figure I mean, it's your birthday. We're going it's to the hearing birthday. and then we're going to go have lunch. So, and Amber, right. by God, if you go to the hearing, you better come and sit in it by us. Yes, you better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do want to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we will. But I don't know. It, it's all a little, it's all a little confusing. And it makes me wonder if the courts are testing this out to see can we do this for the trial yeah. and if they stream it themselves then they control cameras and angles and you know all that stuff that they've had concerns about yeah. so we'll we'll see because there's another hearing coming up on december 28th so there's november yeah. 29th and december 28th and we don't know at this point what's going to be addressed at either of those hearings mm -hmm. no. so we've got cameras in the courtroom we've got the whole debacle about, about um the death penalty as well so yeah. be interesting. we shall see and deanna said but jesus knows her and jesus is like ah oh, new phone who this yeah <laughs> i i don't know man i right we should oh, send Lori a t-shirt that says jesus is my homeboy we should all wear t-shirts that say but jesus knows us <laughs> i don't know I just hope we don't have to listen to Lori anymore because she's such a liar. Um, it's not like she's going to be able to say anything on the stand that anybody will even believe. What do you think so, the prosecution would want to ask her if they called her? I don't know. I don't know if they did. And, and it's a question, you know, is one side or the other or both going to call her? Mm -hmm. Or what would Pryor want to ask her? Uh, if she <laughs> was the mastermind behind this and she led Chad around by his storm? Come on. Right? <laughs> we all know. Is this all really your fault? That's what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, I would pay good money to listen to Pryor try to listen. You guys. Try to wrangle this. This could be hilarious. <laughs> be the damnedest thing you. This would put that those closing uh, statements in her sentencing hearing to shame. Because right. this would be the craziest shit you had ever seen in the courtroom. It and we've sat through shit business. Right. And uh, the Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. But this would be something. Can you imagine Pryor trying to question Lori and get her to be sane and have her just spewing out all of this religious nonsense? 
And Pryor right. is getting redder and redder. He hears something in the corner. He clutches his pearls too hard and they fall off. I, all of it. <laughs> They'll break all over the floor. I could just hear it. That would be fantastic. Well, she's not headed to Arizona anytime soon. Arizona says they are not coming for her until she's done with the appeal process in Idaho. And that yeah, could be so a year or two. It could be a while. Easily. Yeah. Pay-per-view yeah. for sure. Yeah. That would be, you know, sound bites mm -hmm. and TikTok reel or Instagram reels and TikToks for life mm -hmm. of her. Oy. But between her talking in nonsense circles, just talking all this religious nonsense, trying to flash the golden vagina at Pryor, I could only imagine how pissed off he would be. It'd oh, be yeah. something. I'd be here for it. Yes. Oh, I would be too. Uh, somebody asked mm -hmm. if I am have started writing to Lori yet. I have not. I want to wait till her appeal's over. I, I want to wait till it's done. And then plenty of time. Let it all settle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't want to get in too soon, but yes. <laughs> she talks in a Jesus circle. She really does. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's the wildest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. All right. Well, moving along, because we can't go over tonight since we have the watch party. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, let's talk about Donna Adelson. All right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, last week we talked hell? about that Charlie Adelson had finally been convicted. This was on the the dental murder, right? He's this was uh, he had orchestrated the murder of his brother-in-law, and there's already been a few people already convicted for this murder, but it was a big conspiracy. So Charlie was kind of the last one to be arrested and go to trial, but it became really clear with the evidence presented and in. Uh, what went down with his mother that she was just as culpable as he was and so everyone has said mm -hmm. why the hell hasn't Donna Adelson been arrested well uh that's because the grand jury hadn't quite come back yet but indeed they did and a couple of days ago Donna Adelson was arrested at the airport trying to fly away to Vietnam trying to escape mm -hmm. So here's what the uh, grand jury indictment says. Three charges. One is murder in the first degree. Two, conspiracy to commit murder in the first degree. And three, solicitation to commit first degree murder. So on count one, on or about July 18th, 2014, Donna Adelson uh, in the county of Leon in state of Florida did unlawfully kill a human being, Daniel Markell, by shooting with a firearm. And the killing was perpetrated from or with a premeditated design or intent to affect the death of Daniel Markell. Now, she didn't pull the trigger, but because there's a conspiracy charge, they it, it doesn't matter if you well pulled the trigger or not. Yeah. Uh, on mm -hmm. count two, beginning 13th of October until October, or beginning in 2013 until October 1st, 2016, Donna S. Adelson did agree, conspire, combine, or confederate with Charles Adelson and or Catherine Magabana, she was the girlfriend of uh, Charles Adelson, and or other persons to commit first-degree murder contrary to section blah, 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 you know, section that says don't do that shit. Uh, and then count three, uh, did solicit another to commit first-degree murder and in the course of such solicitation, commanded, encouraged, hired, or requested the person Charles Adelson and or Catherine Magdabana 
and or other persons to engage in specific conduct which would constitute first-degree murder, which resulted in the death of Daniel Markell. And there you go. So everybody was waiting for this one and couldn't understand why she had not been charged. And indeed, she has finally been charged. So there you go. Mm, well, good. Yeah. I, I am dumbfounded by these mothers that get involved and assist mm -hmm. in murders like this. And we've seen several yep. in the last couple of years. And it is yep. terrifying, you know? Yeah. What the hell? What kind of a... Well, and Daniel was her estranged son-in-law, and it was right, like it was feisty. But family. now everyone's wanting to know why hasn't his ex-wife caught a charge? Because it's also become pretty clear that she at least knew a portion of the plan. She knew it was being planned and it was coming. I'm not so sure she's not going to catch a charge too. Well, yeah, I mean they're just knocking them down one at a time. It looks like mm -hmm. I don't know. It is yep. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It is something else. Indeed. Okay. Uh, speaking of terrifying, talk to us about this nut, the poppy. Or the pape. How do you say it? The pape? The uh, poppy, I think. David the poppy. He's the guy that um, showed up at Nancy and Paul Pelosi's house in San Francisco. And Nancy wasn't there. Apparently the plan was to kidnap her. So instead he bashed Paul Pelosi's head in with a hammer it's insane okay paul pelosi did live although he had a serious head injury mm -hmm. this guy is in his 80s uh, yeah he's in his 80s this dude is a wackadoodle okay so he had some QAnon-y idea that he was gonna take down the cabal of the corrupt government something something and that this was how he was gonna start that um and he's all blubbering and feeling bad in court now but my god paul pelosi is lucky to be alive apparently he feels real guilty now after hearing from the uh neurosurgeon uh, who operated on paul after the attack to repair a skull fracture and injur and injuries to his right arm and hands he was seriously injured oh yeah here's this is some of the stuff that he said we had a good rapport going on. I gave him a squeeze on the shoulder to be a reassuring. The idea of restraining him didn't really occur to me. And then he bludgeoned him in the head with a hammer. That's, that's when the police, the police showed up. Yeah. Right. So the we panicked. Showed up. So yeah, so we panicked. So then the plan was knock this old guy in the head with a hammer. So um, the police, you know, come in the door. They get the hammer from him. He says, I reacted because my plan was basically ruined. I actually thought he was dead until I heard the charges. He was never my target, and I am sorry he got hurt. Uh, mm. This guy's terrifying. So, so now, his plan was to get to Nancy Pelosi and other targets to admit to their corruption and eventually get President Joe Biden to pardon them all. Right. His list of targets also included Hunter Biden, Adam Schiff, uh, Bill Barr, Tom Hanks, Bernie Sanders, and Gavin Newsom. He said, it's just easier giving them a pardon so we can move forward as a country. What? I, none of it's, it, this guy's off is gored, you guys. Mm -hmm. it's just scary as hell. 
Well, but he was talking more of like the QAnon, you know, celebrities or pedophiles kind of drinking baby's blood stuff. Yeah. 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 He Yeah. 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 So apparently the defense is kind of just trying to use a sympathy defense. Mm-hmm. Get him to get the jury to feel bad for him. Um I, I just don't really know how you can do that looking at poor old Paul Pelosi that got the shit kicked out of him with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he <laughs> you know, cried his little eyes out on the stand. He did. Like, somehow we're all supposed to feel sorry for this dude? Right. Oh, my God. Anyway, scary as hell. The whole thing is scary as hell. Glad Paul Pelosi's okay. And I'm glad this guy is in custody because that's where he needs to be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, there was a conviction in the eyedrop murder. Yes. This is Jesse Kurzweski. I'm going to stick with mm-hmm. it. I think I'll just call her Jesse, actually, because that's I think that's say. much easier. So this also happened in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. This was the same judge that... Uh, dealt with the belligerent turd circus, also known as Darrell Brooks. Uh, but <laughs> she, uh, yeah, so this, uh, the guilty verdict came in, I think, yesterday or today. It might have been today. Uh, at any rate, she was found guilty of first-degree intentional homicide and two counts of felony theft. So Jessie is 39, and she had befriended a lady in, that was like 60. And had started taking advantage of her and what uh, she was convicted of was putting around five bottles of visine in her drinking water in her water bottle as well Mm. as uh, then stealing about three hundred thousand dollars from her yikes Visine, apparently, Sherry. Uh, the defense tried to claim that this woman had a real penchant for Visine, that she drank Visine all the time. She loved Visine, as you yeah, sure. do. Uh, and eye drops are poisonous. Yeah. What the hell? Nobody's drinking Visine. No, supposedly, she really liked to mix Visine with vodka and gobble it down. That's what Jesse and the defense were saying. And that is nuts. Then Jesse said, well, everyone knew that she always had Visine all over the house. There were bottles and boxes and stuff everywhere because she was just always using it. Okay. And also, she changed her story several times. But basically, the story she landed on was that this was an assisted suicide. That she was trying to die. And she begged Jesse to fill up her water bottle with Visine, and they fought about it for a whole hour before she finally just went ahead and did it for her. Sure. Sure, Jan. I'm sure that's yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you were going to kill yourself with Visine, you need someone else to put it in your water bottle? Because you're too weak to squeeze the bottle? What? Right. And, and, and then what? Then she just wanted you to uh, take all that money and okay. Sure, Jesse, I'm just sure. Well, the jury thought no dice, and they convicted her on all counts. So, sorry about it. That's not going to fly. Yo, that's... Her defense was so weird and stupid Mm -hmm. and in no way possible. Yeah, tetrahydrosaline is very poisonous. And yeah, it's in 
Visine, it's the one that gets rid of the red in your eye, like when your eyes are bloodshot. I that know. shit is super poisonous. And I, it's amazing to me that it's even available. Like, right? why? That makes like, me not ever want to use your that. Your kid could yeah. get a hold of that and drink it. You know, like, yeah. I, mm, or your dog could really... chew it up. That's what would happen at my house. Right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Right, Sherry. And and if she did beg, you still don't do it. Right. right. But why? Get her some help. Why do you need assisted with taking your own life with eye drops? Who needs right. help with that? Like, come on. I don't know. There was also a whole bunch of crushed up medication on a tray on her chest and also on a plate next to her. As if, uh, you know, and, and Jesse, of course, said she had no idea. She didn't have, she didn't do that. She doesn't know why that was all there. But that's not even what was in her system. It was all that Visine. Yeah. Holy crap. The, the defense attorney said she just had a real penchant for vodka and Visine. I don't know why. Okay. That is not a thing. That is not a thing. That is so wild. Yeah. Oh, it is. My yeah. God. Yeah, I guess you have to look for the moisturizing eye drops and yeah, know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. But just the fact that, I mean, it's that dangerous. Yeah. Why, why can people just buy it? I know. For real. It's actually kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Well, lastly, let's talk about Delphi again. And oh, so boy. I am not going to, in, for a minute, pretend like I have a whole handle on what's going on with Delphi because I don't. But I will do my best. All right, so you know that Richard Allen is sitting in a supermax prison awaiting trial. He's been accused of the murders of the Delphi girls. Everyone knows this. You know that uh, he is in a prison where he should not be. Uh, we know that there has been a great deal of mistreatment there, that his rights have been violated many times in trying to uh, talk to his uh, attorneys. His due process rights have been violated many times. We know that here in the last month or so, the judge in that case, Judge Goal, who has done practically nothing all this time, has suddenly gotten real active in uh, forcibly removing his attorneys. Uh, right. We know that there's been some filings now with the Supreme Court to intervene that's where we are. So the Supreme Court said to Judge Goal, you have to put up or shut up. You have to either provide the recording of your closed door meeting with Mr. Allen's attorneys, or you have to provide a written ex statement about why you're not providing it. Because we need to see it. They need to see it. Their attorney wants to see it because there's all this legal action going on right now. Because... Richard Allen wrote a letter to the court and said, no, I want Baldwin and Rossi as my attorneys. And the judge said, nah, you're going to get these public defenders that I'm Facebook friends with. Yeah. It's so sus, the whole thing. I mean, if you want to look like the most dirty judge on the planet, then she's doing a great job. So now she has filed. This kills me. They are asking for a record. The 
clerk was involved in this. There was a recording made. There is a record of this closed door meeting. They just want to receive it. And she's now right. asked for an extension until the end of the month to provide that. Why? What is she trying to do? In the meantime, she has advised the clerk to completely strike the Franks filing. Just because he has new attorneys doesn't mean that everything that's already been filed isn't already on the record and shouldn't already still exist. They right. haven't withdrawn Franks. She has withdrawn Franks. Right. Again, an overstep. It's really weird. Who the hell is she covering for? Law enforcement? I mean, is this her first day as a judge? Like, is she really this bad at this? Or is she just genuinely covering ass as much as possible? It's awful. It's hard to think that she's not. But if Richard Allen, yeah, Richard Allen has major grounds right now for an appeal or maybe even a mistrial. And again, I will say, regardless of how you feel about this case, if you want justice for Abby and Libby, you should absolutely want this shit to be taken care of. Right. Because either Richard Allen is guilty, and I think that's becoming less and less probable all the time with all of this yeah. outside interference, or, and he gets that mistrial, or he gets an acquittal, or... He gets appeals until the end of time or he's not guilty at all. And the people that are have been heavily covered for. Yeah. There's so and he's many being treated like here. absolute trash and he is unconvicted. Mm -hmm. It's hideous. His right now rights he is violated. He has not been yeah. convicted of anything. And I don't know. This judge has got to go. It's a, such a mess. I saw someone on Twitter post a really interesting comparison. Rex Heuerman being led in and out of court. Rex Heuerman, who's being accused of being a serial killer and serial mm -hmm. rapist, right? And Rex Heuerman, who is an actual freaking giant, if you've oh, ever yeah. seen Rex, right? huge. Being led in and out of court, hand shackled in front with a jailer on either side of him. That's it. Mm -hmm. No shock vest. Nothing special, just marching him in and out of court. The last time Richard Allen was in and out of court, there were eight deputies escorting him. They had him in a shock vest. He can hardly walk. He is so skinny. He's and lost so at least 50 pounds, if not more, mm -hmm. maybe more like 75. He's. Yeah. Just he, a and they have. Eight deputies escorting him in and out of court as if he is the most dangerous criminal in the world. It is crazy. It is. Yes, Jean. They're saying that the search warrant at Richard's home was not valid and that it was an illegal search and seizure. Yeah. That's one of the biggest arguments there. And when I they mean, tried to argue that. What got him arrested. That could get him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they tried to argue that uh, earlier in the summer. She said, well, then file a Frank's motion. So they did, and she didn't like it. I can't believe this is going on in 2023 in the United States of America. It's such a huge violation of our legal system. It and is. his constitutional it rights are so being so trounced upon. I mean, I hope that the uh, state of Indiana, that the Supreme Court is like what ready to hell? make some major changes here. Because what the hell? Yeah. Right. It, 
I mean, and what else does this say about this county and about this judge? What other things that were not like super public cases right. that have had things like that have had similar mm -hmm. experiences? Like what the hell? Oh, mm -hmm. uh, they got to get that judge off that off that case right now and put a new judge in there who can immediately rule on a whole bunch of stuff that should have been ruled on a long time ago. Yep. Well, and get Alan out of that prison immediately. Before he dies and we never will ever even know. In my opinion, they need to take him out of the prison and put him in a different county jail. Or maybe a psych hospital for a while. Because well, he's a mess. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He's, since the spring, he's been eating the briefs that his uh, attorneys bring to him. A lot of people go, well, he confessed on the phone to his wife. That's true. He did. He did uh, in this state. In this, you yeah. know, in this condition. In this, like, he's, psychotic he's a, state. Yeah. His attorneys say, are saying he acts like he's schizophrenic. He's just talking nonsense. He's acting crazy. Again, eating paper. It's wild. So at any mm -hmm. rate, that's what uh, that's what's going on in Delphi. So we'll keep paying attention to it. The unraveling on uh, Twitter is a great resource. They are following this really closely. They retweet a lot of stuff from other attorneys that... Uh, really understand it and have some really important things to say. So if you're interested in really keeping an eye on this case, I would recommend following them. Uh, mm -hmm. But at any rate, that's, that's what's up. Wild man. Mm -hmm. Wild. Yeah. Well, that was a lot. So we're going to take a quick break and pop a bowl of popcorn and we will be back with those of you that are, are coming to the watch party. So again, one more time, I will show it to you. Maybe if I can do the computering. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the Confession Tape, Season 2, Episode 2, Joyride on Netflix. That's what we're watching tonight. So mm -hmm. we'll be back at 8.15 and watch it together. If you're not a subscriber over on YouTube and you want to be, you just go to our main page on YouTube. There is a button uh, to says join. Join. And it's $4.99 a month. No big deal. And then, uh, yeah, you can come to the watch party and hang out with us. So that's what's up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we will be back next week with a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, we will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is in solitary, Jessica. Yes, all this time. Yep. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. We will be back. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Thank you.